0: Welcome to Confessions of a CEO. This is the show where I'll be taking you behind the laptops and lives of some of the best and brightest female minds in the online business game. The frank, funny, and inspiring chats that we have behind closed doors are about to be revealed. This is the secret sauce that you need to hear that's going to help you and blow your mind at the same time. No fluff, just all of the honest, good stuff. I'm your host, Mel Moore. I'm a CEO, embodiment, and business coach for female online entrepreneurs. And I'm also the founder of a boutique a virtual assistant agency. I'm so excited you're here. Let's dive into today's episode. Hello, welcome back. Okay, so I was going through my past IG Live because I think there is just so many things that i would said that are valuable for more people to hear. So uh, this week's episode was taken from an IG Live I did in November 2021, Um the date kind of has no relevance in terms of it's still incredibly relevant now. And it is about how I scaled from this kind of 15 pounds an hour virtual assistant to an agency owner and what that looks like being someone who was a virtual assistant running an agency and already hiring a growing team and expanding client loads while also being a coach. There's three hats plus four the different marketing for each part of the business. So at this point, I decided to make that shift. I was a frazzled human. I had no space, no brain space left to actually and do all the parts of my business justice. So something had to be put down. And so I officially stepped back from doing any hands-on client work to grow my agency and focus on the coaching um, in November 2021. So inside that live, this live rather, I will take you through the exact steps, um, which was what I use now with Mercation Clients inside my CEO and body Method, methods so that you can do the same. Um, and I know this video is probably going to resonate with you if you are looking to grow or scale or make that first hire of a team member um, or deciding whether the, the VA work is actually for you and what could possibly be next. This is a great episode to listen to to discover what it looks like when you stop doing hands on VA work. So enjoy. And as always, if this resonates and if you love it, please, please pop me a DM. I would love to have a conversation with you. And of course, if you're looking to work with me as your coach, also just pop in the DMs and say hi. Please don't be shy and enjoy today's episode. Heidi, hi. Okay, I thought that it would be a really good place to start all the changes in my business, to start by showing them on a live, to Hmm. be as open and vulnerable about the growth of my business and what that looks like with you guys as I was about scaling to six figures in my business. If you haven't watched that live, that's in my videos on Instagram. So why I am no longer a VA. As of the end of this week, I will be hands off in my business. So what does that mean? That means I've grown an agency while I'm also a coach. Plus I was doing virtual assisting work, hands on. And I stayed doing that for quite some time because I'm not going to lie, I had a dream client. She is the very last one that I've taken my hands off the wheel with, and I should really and could have done this six months ago. Hello to all you lovely folks. And I didn't do it because she was just so lovely. It allowed me to kind of just, you know, hang on to that for a little bit longer. But it's time. And actually what's kicked my butt into gear is travel. Funnily enough, that was my motivator. I was like, I'm going to France on a driving road trip at the end of this month, at the end of November. So I thought, it's time. It's time for me to be able to just fully embrace being a business owner, a leader for my team and a coach and an even better coach for my clients. So it's been a bit of a journey (laughs) to say the least to get here. Um, And as some of you know, my business is three years old and it was a year and a half ago. So it was only 18 months ago that I started working with um, and outsourcing anything and actually beginning to hire team members. So what that looked like for me, because I got asked this question about how does that work and how do we pay people? So I'm actually, now I have the space, I'm actually creating a specific framework to teach you guys how to do the same in your business. So it's going to be called, and it is birthed into the world, the CEO embodiment method. And I will be talking about this in the kind of days to come in more specific detail. But it is something that I'm continuously working through with. A lot of my clients at the moment, these books and burn women who, the first time I got to scaling, basically, and outsourcing, I was burnt out. And I was like, how the heck do I have capacity to even hire somebody? I can't. I don't have time. And I see so many women in my coaching practice um, that come in at the same position. They're like, I've done all the things, right? I've maybe done a course or I've self-taught and I've taken every single client And my brain hurts and it's too much. But you're telling me now that I'm going to have to turn down leads when I could scale. So what do we have to do when we scale? We have to triage and check our foundations in our business. It's the first thing that I do with my clients. And it's what I've done in my business, basically. It's how I've allowed myself to grow. Hello, Chante. <laughs> um, one of the first things. So just a recap, like 18 months ago is the first time I hired somebody. And if you're thinking of beginning to outsource and bring on team members, do it sooner than you need. I'm just gonna say it's one of the best things. Thanks, Muriel. <laughs> it's one of the best things that you can do straight away and it's going to stop you from getting to breaking point. And I know that it's nerve-wracking to give over any of your client work to someone else. And so here's how I did it. I did it super gradually. I found someone, I had my contracts in place, it was like, this is ad hoc work, so I'm going to give you a bit here and there just to effectively test this person out. When I knew the quality of work coming back to me was at the level that I operate on, then I trusted that person to really fully bring them into my business so that when a new client came in, they would go straight to that, that associate VA. And that's how it built. Little gradually, and it doesn't need to be overwhelming. None of how we, none of these decisions in our business need to be overwhelming. And I think that's what we forget. Our brains do this kind of automation thing where it's like, it's all or nothing. Like it's going to tumble over. And it's like, no, no, you just adjust, but you are able to take steps in a way that feels good and right for you. And if they're baby steps, just baby step it. I fully baby stepped it. I was so nervous about bringing anyone into my business. And so my team peaks and troughs, you know, clients stay, clients go. I've got a lot of long-term clients and I'm really lucky. So my team is a core of three amazing women right now. And one of my team members has the space and also is just such a great personality match for my last client, my unicorn. So by this time next week, um, my unicorn client will be in play with my wonderful team member. And it's so exciting um oh yeah i see someone saying oh my gosh how do i do this right this is so familiar right this is so normal to be like okay i got to being booked out because that's what everyone told me that it would be great right and now i'm burnt out and my brain is frazzled and i'm working 30 hours and i'm sitting here till nine o'clock at night and i'm working all my weekends right this is what we don't need to get to so just to give you a quick tip in that one of the biggest things that you can go and do and look at your clients are they dream. Clients, or are they actually not? Because a lot of times, if we've not done the foundations to identify who our ideal clients are, we end up saying yes because we exist as we begin sometimes in a scarcity mindset. So we take that client, we take this client, and before we know it, we've got all the clients, but we're procrastinating or resisting or getting a bit pissed off at some of the work. Hands up if that sounds (laughs) familiar. I have been there and he thinks it's okay to let clients go, right? Because sometimes you have to create space for the good ones to come in. The universe just has a way of working. If you set your intentions to really narrow down on who your ideal clients are, quick tip looks a lot like the values that you have reflected in your clients. It's the most basic part of it. There's so much more and I do run through this in my CEO embodiment framework for how to get you to this stage. So number one is like triage, look at your clients and just make sure that your clients are in order. Like, are they lighting you up or are they pissing you off? Are you procrastinating or are you diving in with joy? Do they light you up, right? So see if your house is in order first. Because a lot of the times if you scan those clients, you'll be like, I don't love the client or I don't love the work. And sometimes we stop holding our boundaries on the scope of work we go hmm they've just asked me to do something that's like outside of what I do but I'm fearful they'll leave if I don't do it so I take it right what happens when we let clients walk over our boundaries is we end up doing work we don't love and if we haven't sit in and crafted our packages and our services correctly and charging the right value for them you are going to get burnt now you'll be doing work you love you won't be charging enough are so you're not charging enough. <laughs> but you also want to look at what you can scale. So the second part of this is to look at what you can scale. And that looks like redoing or revising packages and services. So oftentimes, there are higher ticket offers that we can work on to be able to step back in terms of the workload and up in terms of the price. So we want to look at reducing the clients, the workload, increasing the prices, but also by refining what you do into something that you really love doing, it gets to be more fun. My coach's words are in my ear. It gets to be fun because we do get to enjoy what we're doing. I'm not a severe coach and I was hoping to train up Early stage VAs from Tenture Technical Board as a team member. Yeah, it's really interesting. Yeah, I had the same thing, right? I was going through my own uh, VAs program thinking these women will come into my team and one or two of them actually have done. So depending on whether you're trying to train these folks to become future one-to-one clients or future associates within your team is a very different thing, right? We can talk about that. Feel free to DM me. I'm happy to talk to you about that and help you there. Um, And yeah, you have just got to start outsourcing. Anyway, so, right, one, house in order. Two, what is it that you're doing that you can scale? Like, how can you put these services into a higher gear, more refined packages, and just bin the things that you don't like doing? Can we just say that enough? It's okay to say, I don't love doing that. It's a bit rubbish. I'm not enjoying it. The next client who walks through the door, you don't have to do those things. Right. So I can't say this enough. Every single client is a fresh start. It's something new and you don't have to repeat what you did for the previous client. That's the beauty of this. And also you get to start to create your days in a way that suit you. So kind of the starting part of this is like, what is your vision? What is your unique goals? Because everybody's different, right? My favorite question is like, what's your version of success? What makes you truly happy? What is your perfect day and week look like you built you get to build it around what suits you mind-blowing but we have a lot of old conditioning which is a whole other story to get rid of but we get permission we get so much permission in this space where we're creating our own businesses and the third element to scaling like this is you've figured out your houses in order you're beginning to outsource and you're creating these offers and packages But the biggest thing is like, what can you streamline? What can you automate? Maybe you actually need to start investing in paid versions of products. Maybe you need to get someone to create systems for you. Maybe you need a Dubsado whiz kit to come in and sort your client onboarding or offboarding or associate onboarding or offboarding. Whatever that looks like, right? SOPs, standard operating procedures. It's not sexy, but it's so needed. And this is something you can do right from now. How do you do what you do? What do you rinse and repeat? Write it down. Because also, this plugs into when someone's coming into work for you in your business on your clients, you've already done the work to tell them, like, this is the guidelines. This is the manuals. Fun thing. Start to think about your manifesto. What is your business values? How do you serve your clients? What's your brand personality? Like, I had all of these things down quite early because I was like, wait, if they're interacting in my business, I'm not like a super straight-laced corporate kid, right? I didn't want them to be square. I wanted them to know it was okay to inject their personalities while remaining professional and super courteous and super helpful. So that was built into my manifesto that my associates get when they come on board. They know the vibe. They know the vibe of the business. They know how we speak. They know how we take immense pride. These are things you can start to do from the very beginning. Um, Oh, thanks, (laughs) Shante. But this is also what I teach in my coaching practice. We really get to choose, but we also, like I said, I can't say this enough because I feel like it just keeps needing to be said, is we get to choose. We get to bring our whole authentic selves to the table in our business and honor ourselves. Like we don't, let me just say we as women do not get as much choice as the choices we can have when we work for ourselves like it's radical for some women but there's so much conditioning to undo which i see a lot in my coaching practice so i feel you sometimes these things aren't easy right and it's not yeah it's not an overnight fix but you get choices you get to choose oh i sigh because it's beautiful and i'm i'm literally experiencing it so i know the feeling of being free to be who i am quirky geeky nerdy happy humble bantery deeply driven lit up by my clients take immense pride in my work um and i get to just show up as me but i also get to be super empowered in saying no that's not within my scope and i'm not worried like i i have grown the confidence to not be worried about turning around and saying no i don't do that to somebody these are the decisions that we get to make which are really beautiful so this is literally the framework that I am walking my clients through this year in my co- in my private coaching practice. So I would absolutely encourage you to jump into my DMs if any of this is like, I definitely need your help because I'm at that booked and burn point. And what comes next? How the hell am I supposed to navigate this whole thing? Like I want more for myself, but also don't want to work this much. I want to be able to step back in the same way that I'm doing and have been doing for the last six months being able to step back and have space so for me now I'm not tied to client work I'm not tied to opening my laptop for that client in the morning and again in the afternoon and I don't need to do that anymore I've got the space to create I've got the space to focus on being a great team leader supporting my team I count managing my clients now not being in the weeds and doing the hand-on work and it is freeing and it is wonderful and sure it's not an overnight thing but you also you could be doing this on your own, but in your head against the wall for the next 12 months and be in the same position. Or you and I can have a conversation about exactly how it's done so that you can be, in a matter of months, like free and clear of being in the weeds of your business and taking back some time and a heck of a lot more income in your bank account so that you can do what you want to do. So, all that to say, this is a very happy emotional week for me. The last piece of my um, VA life. Is going to be behind me and not that I haven't loved it but just that I've known I wanted to have the space back in my brain to create more in my business so I'm very very excited that this is all now happening and uh yes please drop into where the ends. I'm so happy to have a conversation with you this is literally the CEO embodiment method is what I'm teaching in my private one-to-one practice so I would absolutely love it to have a conversation with you about scaling because when we think of scaling, it doesn't need to be like, oh my God, you know, scaling is like, I want to hit six, seven figures overnight. Scaling can just be giving you space back and being able to learn to outsource, to learn to automate, to really triage and get your house in order so that it can grow so that you can do this sustainably and with ease, right? Because the hustle culture... I'm not on board with that at all. And it's taken me a while to learn that, right? Like, I'm going to say that, full honesty. It did not happen overnight. But as I learned to create a business that's successful and do it in part-time hours, it is wholly possible. And it's possible very soon in your business. You just need to set the foundations and start to do these things from the very beginning. And sure, you might be slapping your head against the wall and not know how to. So come and have a chat with me and I can tell you how to do that. Better yet, come work with me for the next three to six months. I have space. So definitely looking forward to seeing you in my DMs. And thank you all for the lovely, the folks that are joining. I'm leaving. (laughs) I will put this back up on my grid, though, as something that you can watch back because I think it's going to be super helpful um, for folks to understand that. But yes, I am just to recap, stepping back from hands on work, no longer doing it as of this week. Really excited to continue to grow my business to be able to be that agency owner and be a great team leader and be an even better coach um, than I have been before and have the headspace to create and bring this CEO embodiment method into my uh, private coaching practice and really bring it to life now. I'm literally living it and doing it, so I couldn't be more proud to continue to help other women do this because you know me. My life's mission is to help a 1,000 women start their businesses because we need more female CEOs in the world. And because we need to design businesses that fit us and our lifestyle and our energies and everything around it. So, yeah, let's all go out and build these businesses. And I'm here to help you. So jump in my DMs and give me a shout. But thank you all for watching. Thank you so much for listening. I'm so grateful you hit play. And if you liked what you heard, please leave a review, especially on Apple, and hit subscribe so you never miss a new episode. If you love this and think someone else would too, then don't be shy. Share it with them. Let's inspire even more women. And every year I will be offering one woman a coaching scholarship. And the time is now. So if you think you know someone who would benefit from three months of one to one business coaching with me, head to the show notes and you'll find all the details and the link to apply. Good luck!